Welcome to the Eric Erickson Show podcast, hour one. Hello and welcome. It is Eric Erickson here. How are you, Americans? Obviously, the big story of the day, the economic situation around the world and the inflation situation at home. I I have mentioned this quote often, so I, I belong to this group. They've been meeting for 99 years. I don't know how I got roped into it. Uh, where basically tonight I have to buy a meal for everybody and present an academic paper. Mine will be on elections. One of the points that I will make to them is what I've made to you, and it goes back to Harold McMillan, who was uh, Queen Elizabeth's prime minister back in uh, the late 50s, early 60s. Had a big conservative coalition, and a young man asked him what could change things, and he said, events, dear boy, events. Events change things, and we are witnessing one of those events right now. Uh, The Dow Jones uh, timestamp for you here because it's important. It's September 13th, Tuesday, uh, 2022 at 12.07 p.m. So the markets have been open for several hours now. The Dow is now down 894 points. Uh, When I was doing show prep about 30 minutes ago, the Dow was down 860 points. Now down 894.58. NASDAQ is down 495.7. The S&P 500 down 129.74 points. Uh, Major declines in the markets, uh, shattering the two gains. Remember, for the last two and a half weeks now, uh, since the Federal Reserve um, President Jerome Powell spoke, the markets had gone down. They had two days of growth and now a total collapse. Events change things, and the Democrats, with winds supposedly at their sails over abortion and an agenda, may have just had uh, been sailing into a hurricane and they didn't realize it. There's a celebration at the White House today over the Inflation Reduction Act. It's not going to be a grand celebration of the White House now because, well, inflation is back. That's why the markets are down. Joe Biden heralded last month there be no inflation. Zero, he said, zero. Now, that was a a month-over-month thing. Joe Biden was looking at uh, one month compared to the prior month, and he said there was no inflation. There was no inflation. Well, there's a tenth of a percent inflation from July to August. So Biden, this was so politically boneheaded of them. By Biden seizing on the no inflation in July, he can't now say there's no inflation in August. In fact, inflation has receded slightly, but it's still very, very high. Economists were expecting it to be uh, 8.1%, which is still extraordinarily high. And instead... It's 8.3%. Now, here's the thing that is the most troublesome. Gas prices have gone down 10%. Gas prices have fallen 10%. Remember, Democrats for a while said there was nothing they could do at all on gas prices, and now they want credit for the decline in gas prices. Why is there inflation then if gas prices have gone down? Because food prices have gone up so much. Core inflation outside of energy and food has gone up even further. And rental rates are still having trouble coming down. This is from Bloomberg News. The good news is rental inflation may be close to topping out after advancing almost 6% in the 12 months through July. The bad news is it's going to still take a while for it to settle down. It's not good. This comes on the heels of a nursing strike 
This comes on the heels of a possible railroad strike starting Friday. Three out of four Americans have at least one regret about their new home. Uh, they, they don't particularly like it right now. The food index is up 11.4%, the largest 12-month increase since May 1979, literal Jimmy Carter territory here. Here's Rick Santelli from CNBC earlier today. And the panel, of course, is going to discuss this. The thing that really bothers me with regard to inflation is everybody here on this panel agreed months ago that one of the reasons inflation was high was all the government spending. And after we agreed on that, what did the government do? They spent more. Student loans, uh, welfare in terms of the CHIPS Act. Seems like nothing is sinking in. These numbers aren't better than expected. And maybe they should be. And maybe ultimately they're going to start to go back up again because we continue to go back to that well of debt and spending. Yeah, government spending. I mean, the Inflation Reduction Act, uh, the Democrats have been heralding it as a climate change bill, and now they wish to have a celebration today at the White House saying they've beat inflation, and now they haven't beat inflation at all. The White House is discussing emergency decrees to keep goods on railroads and keep the railroads operating in the event of a strike this weekend. I will tell you this. I did go on Amazon.com last night and order extra toilet paper. I don't want to go through that again. And if there is a railroad strike on Friday, you will see shortages again at grocery stores like in COVID. That's a problem. Now, here's the other problem. Uh, the Federal Reserve, this is one reason the markets have gone down. The Federal Reserve had largely said uh, a 75 basis point hike in interest rates. That's a fancy way of saying a three quarters of a percent increase in interest rates. If they did that, it will take the the federal rate above 3% for the first time since 2007. Now, what does all this mean for those of you who haven't listened, you haven't really paid attention to this? This again is what the federal rate is when the Federal Reserve raises those interest rates. That's how much a bank borrows money from the federal government. So when a bank borrows money from the federal government, it's the initial point at which money moves into the economy. Money moves into the economy from the Federal Reserve to banks and then from banks to everyone else. And so when a bank brings money in, from the government, the bank pays the Federal Reserve for the loan of that money, the interest rate, whatever the interest rate is. So if it goes above 3%, they'll pay whatever that is. But then the banks increase that interest rate to you, and that's how the banks make profit. Uh, in giving you lots of loans, the bank charges you more money than what the Federal Reserve charges them. That excess becomes their profit, among all the other things banks do. So if the f banks are borrowing at 33 3% from the Federal Reserve, the odds are you're borrowing from the bank at, at 5 or 6%. This increases everyone's interest rate. So it increases the rate on homes. This increases the rate for borrowing car for borrowing for cars. This increases every other interest rate out there, hinges on this Federal Reserve rate. And everyone had kind of taken a breather because the markets had baked in that the Federal Reserve was going to raise interest rates three quarters of a percent they may now go a full percentage point. Market traders today are starting to worry given this number because the Federal Reserve and all of the estimates, and this is very important here, all of the estimates presumed it would come in at no higher than 8.1% inflation. Instead, inflation has come in at 8.3%. 
higher than expected. What's more troubling is because gas prices have gone down, oil prices have gone down, the presumption was that all other prices would go down because energy was the overriding driver for inflation. That does not appear to be the case now. Joe Biden, in fact, yesterday seemed to presume that interest rates would be going down again because he started bragging about inflation and gas prices just yesterday. We're seeing hopeful signs of progress on inflation as well. The price of gas, when we said not what I was doing wouldn't make any difference, and guess what? It's down a dollar and thirty cents since the start of the summer and continues to go down. Inflation eased in July. I said last spring that our top economic priority was to bring down inflation without giving up on all the gains American workers made last year. Well, they're giving them up. Uh, The Wall Street Journal is reporting today, this morning, that actually uh, real-world wages did not go up at all. This is from uh, the Wall Street Journal. Median household income was essentially unchanged last year on an inflation-adjusted basis from the previous year and was recorded at about $70,800, the U.S. Census Bureau said Tuesday, in its annual report. The lack of significant growth for 2021 follows a decrease in incomes recorded in 2020, the first year of the pandemic. The 2021 report, which offers insight into households fare during the pandemic's second year, arrived ahead of a midterm election where inflation and the economy are expected to be top issues. So incomes went down two years ago and were flat last year. Which means as inflation has gone up, your income has not kept up. Therefore, your buying power is less and less. There's an extraordinary piece of data in today's uh, stack of stuff, the show notes that come out right when the show starts. I believe this is the part that is not behind the paywall. You might be able to see it if you text the word data to 33777 and click on the show notes. Seven years ago. 55,000 Turkish lira. Now, granted, we're talking broad economy here, not the U.S. economy, the global economy here. Seven years ago, 55,000 Turkish lira could buy a Volkswagen Golf. You could buy a Volkswagen Golf, a car, seven years ago in Turkey for 55,000 lira. What can you buy today for 55,000 lira in Turkey? An iPhone. That's real-world inflation at work abroad. It's not nearly as bad at home. We can thank our robust economy, which is more robust than everyone else's, but still not good and not something Joe Biden can take credit for. Harold McMillan, the British prime minister, was swept in on a wave of feel-good for the Tories. He was asked by a young man what could change things for the Conservative Party in Great Britain. And he said, events, dear boy, events. Here are your events. We are just now beginning the general election cycle. Democrats have put all of their eggs in two baskets, abortion and Donald Trump. Would you rather make the election about abortion and Donald Trump or about the economy and inflation? This is the stark contrast that's out there. It's not a winning hand for the Democrats. And even the New York Times is waving the red flag that the polling may be too far off. Democrats are encouraged by the polling trends, but the overall polling may be too far off to help the Democrats, even if the trend lines are holding up. 
and the trend lines don't always go up. They can go back down. And as the White House decides to celebrate reducing inflation today at the White House, well, we have the data that it's actually higher than what they thought. That's not good. I want to play this clip real quick from CNN. This is about gas prices, uh, and it, it's worth paying attention to what the reporter says here. We have seen 90 straight days of falling gas prices. That is good news for U.S. consumers. Today, we stand at 372 a gallon. That is a substantial drop from where we were in June of just this year when we set an all-time record of 502 a gallon. But it's not quite where we were a year ago when gas prices were at 318 a gallon. And this is all happening because we are seeing lower prices of oil, and that's on fears of a recession, but also because over the summer when gas prices were so high, Wolf, people weren't driving as much, so that demand for gas shifted downwards. And this is coming, as you mentioned, on the eve of this CPI report. That's that key inflation report that we've been tracking. Gas prices coming down are going to be making an impact. Experts estimate that we're going to see a month-over-month drop in inflation. That's because gas and energy makes up so much of that report, Wolf. And this is really a signal to the Federal Reserve, which is scheduled to meet next week. They are expecting to make an aggressive interest rate hike. But if we keep seeing these falling gas prices, and these cooling CPI reports, we could see the Federal Reserve Wolf start to pull back on these aggressive interest rate hikes. That was recorded before the number came out. That was yesterday. That was yesterday that the Federal Reserve might decide to pull back. That was yesterday when she said it, the estimate was it would only be 8.1%. That was yesterday when she said gas prices were coming down. That's what gave Joe Biden so much confidence yesterday to brag about inflation and to brag about gas prices going down. And today, it does not matter. Events changed things for the Democrats for the worst overnight. The economy is not doing well at all. And now a Federal Reserve that might have pulled back on going for a three-quarters percent increase in interest rates may go for a full one percentage point increase. Events are changing things two months before the general election. Hello there. Welcome. It is Eric Erickson here. If you're just tuning in, markets are crashing today. Uh, the Dow Jones down uh, well over 800 points. Uh, the NASDAQ down over 400 points. This comes on the heels of an inflation report that it was higher than expected in August. Uh, the president had sent out advisors yesterday based on estimates that it would be a little lower than this. Even as gas prices have gone down, uh, things are not good. Now, gas prices are probably about to decline a little further. Several reporters have told me uh, the winter blend is about to come online, and the winter blend is cheaper to produce. It typically has less ethanol, among other things, in it, and so you tend to get a cheaper gas. The problem, however, is the Strategic Petroleum Reserve has largely been wiped out, and the White House is going to be under pressure to uh, pour resources back into filling up the Strategic Petroleum Reserve. Uh, the problem here is that's going to take fuel out. Now, it will be um, uh, sour crude, not sweet crude. So it won't affect things as dramatically because remember the strategic, strategic Petroleum Reserve uses sour crude, which is harder to refine than sweet crude. Everyone prefers sweet crude. So the Strategic Petroleum Reserve uses the sour, but it will still take oil out of the market. On top of that, uh, OPEC producers are reducing their amount of oil to be produced 
And all of this is not a good thing because it's a sign everyone thinks we're headed into a recession. And that's a bad thing. Uh, Dick Durbin was on uh, CNBC this morning criticizing people trying to rewrite history about the economy, but there's no revision and rewrite needed. Let, let me just say this. There are a lot of people right now, Monday morning quarterbacking, maybe it's Tuesday morning in this context, <laughs> but, uh, but they basically uh, shouldn't try to rewrite history. What we went through with the pandemic was unprecedented in the economy of America, a sustained period of time where there was a virtual timeout and a real question as to recovery. Look what's happened with the number of people, the number of jobs that have been created under this president uh, just in the last year and a half. Uh, and we see a lot of activity that is uh, encouraging. Yes, there are the fires of inflation and American families are fighting them, but gasoline prices are coming down, thank goodness. Uh, and that's a good indicator for a lot of Americans that uh, they can have a little more confidence in the future of the economy. No, I look back on it and I, I really believe that what we did was extraordinary, but the circumstances were unprecedented. Yeah, the circumstances may have been unprecedented, but it's pretty clear at this point Biden's policies made them worse. Uh, the Democrats just six months ago were saying there was nothing they could do about lowering gas prices and oil barrel prices. Now oil prices are going down and the Democrats want credit, and truthfully, they deserve some of the credit. It's true. Democrats deserve some of the credit for gas prices going down because they've wrecked the economy and headed us into a recession and the economic slowdown that they've caused by their inflationary policies is what is causing the recession, which is causing gas prices to go down. Hello there, it is Eric Erickson here. The phone number is 877-973-7425. If you would like to be on the program, uh, I reached out to my buddy, David Nicholas. Uh, you see him on Fox Business a lot. He's actually uh, lives near me in Atlanta and uh, does some financial planning for me and my wife and reached out to him and asked if he could be on the show at the top of the next hour to really talk about the inflation, the inflation situation because he actually is an expert in the field and I am not. I just try to relay the experts to you, but when I get him on the phone, it makes sense to me. Now, uh, I want to go to the phones and talk to some of you about these concerns. Uh, let's go to Mark. Welcome to the show, Mark. Hey, Eric. Uh, thanks for taking my call. Uh, you know, first of all, I just want to interject how uh, refreshing it is to have a Christian brother give a sane and balanced perspective of what's going on in this crazy world right now. Oh, I appreciate it very uh, much. But uh, listen, I'm 70 years old. I've been retired for three years, and I worked all my life to build up my savings, uh, to put a nice little nest egg aside for myself and my wife. And literally, uh, in the last two years, I have seen those savings vanish and disappear. Uh, in prior election cycles, uh, I seem to recall that the demographic that I'm in, the retirees, living on a fixed income used to be a topic that the parties would be eager to address to get our votes. Uh, as of yet, and maybe I'm not hearing it, but as of yet, I have heard nothing from either party that says how they are going to address the situation that we who are on fixed incomes is going to be alleviated. Uh, Oh, Mark, you're, 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 you're precious, precious, thinking they care about you right now, that they only care about young women who are abortion activists. That, that, that's it. That's, they don't want your votes. 
They want you to stay home, Mark, because, I mean, they're hoping you can't afford the gas to go to the polls because they know what's going to happen if you show up. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, listen, they should. And the fact that essentially what they're saying is, oh, well, we'll give some Social Security uh, increases. They've already done that. It's it's not enough. I don't know that right. anybody has a plan. And honestly, Mark, the problem is they've spent so much on other things, including the Inflation Reduction Act, which is really their climate bill. They will have to spend more to help you. And in spending more to help you, they're actually going to exacerbate the problem. Um, that's that's the frustrating part here is they've, they've kind of boxed themselves in on what they can do. I appreciate the phone call and the kind words, and, and I wish I actually could tell you they're going to do something for you. I don't know. I mean, again, this is the ultimate problem right now that uh, Democrats and Republicans are in. The Democrats have spent so much money on so many things. Forget the student loan bill or a bailout. That's on hold. Uh, that money hasn't been spent yet, but everything else they've spent money on. If they want to help seniors with inflation, they've already adjusted Social Security some, but not enough. They would have to spend more money. And every time they spend more money now, that's a problem. I, so I, I want to address real quick a theory I have. First of all, I, I do need to repeat something. This is This is actually important. Democrats, as I have mentioned have said repeatedly there was nothing they could do about gas prices at all, ever. Now they want to take credit for gas prices coming down. And in fairness, Democrats deserve some of the credit for gas prices coming down because they've wrecked the economy. We're headed into a recession. There's a global economic slowdown and inflation is so high, people can't keep spending. As a result, gas prices are having to come down. On the supply and demand curb, there is a greater supply because demand has gone down. So the price of the supply has gone down to settle the supply-demand curve. The OPEC markets are starting to reduce supply even further to raise the price again. And a lot of this, it's not just the Democrats. They're not alone in blame around the world, but here at home, they want to take credit for something. If they're going to take credit for it, it needs to be acknowledged that that credit comes because they wrecked the economy. And I have a question related to this. It is the stark and striking graph of the decline in the Strategic Petroleum Reserve. The amount of oil that has been withdrawn from the Strategic Petroleum Reserve is the highest of all time. Now, I need you to listen here because I'm going to make somewhat of a complicated point. And I feel the more I think about this, the more I'm right. The Biden administration views Republicans and Trump supporters as a greater threat than Russia and China and Iran. They think that having Trump supporters come into office is a terrible, bad thing, an existential threat to our republic. Our democracy is threatened. Some Democrats, there was some audio, I, I didn't wind up getting it today, but there is some audio out there from some Democrats who actually argue that uh, we have greater domestic terror threats today 
After 9-11, we've got more greater domestic terror threats today than we do from external terror threats, and they meant uh, right-wing zealots in this country are the greatest terror threat. The Biden administration, I do think progressives in particular within the Biden administration, they've internalized that you, if you listen to a program like this or another talk radio program, you watch Tucker Carlson tonight, you are a greater threat to this country than China and Russia. You, by virtue of being on the right, more likely than not, you are a threat to the republic and a danger to the economy. And that's a problem. That is a real problem real problem. Now, herein lies the rub. What if they have done things, they have taken actions to help the Democrats? They have, for example, continued to publicly draw out this investigation of Donald Trump. They want you to know about 30 people who've been subpoenaed to a federal grand jury. They want you to know what happened at Mar-a-Lago. They want you to know that they're taking swift, decisive action against Trump. At the same time, for a lot of people, growing cynics who distrust government, it looks to be using the justice system for a political operation. On top of that, they've withdrawn so much oil from the Strategic Petroleum Reserve. It's not at zero, but it's the lowest it's been in a very long time. They've made other concessions in the economy, bailing out student loans on hold by a judge, but they're trying. They've done other things, their climate change bill, their major spending bills. What if in doing all of these things, they've done them all to help the Democrats mitigate what's coming in November? They released the oil from the Strategic Petroleum Reserve to lower gas prices so that it's not as big a political issue in November. They bailed out student loans to immobilize young Democratic voters. They've spent lavishly in the economy through uh, offsets for the Green New Deal, for subsidies for for battery-powered cars, to try to give Democrats an incentive to show up. They've spent money across the board, including raising Social Security payouts to try to mitigate the anger from seniors. And what if in doing all of these things, because they believe that the Trump Republicans are the greatest threat to our democracy, they've made us even more vulnerable to actual threats to our republic from Russia, from China, from Iran, from terror groups, and even from within. They're so fixated on right-wing terror when in this country over the last 50 years, the most terrorism from uh, domestic terrorists has come from the left. And you can see it building with the environmentalists. You can see the terrorism coming from the environmentalists. Yes, you can. They're gluing themselves to pictures and highways in Europe. They're disrupting events in New York City and Washington, D.C. There have been railroad sabotages around the country. I mean, the environmentalists, I bet they're hoping for the railroad strike on Friday. They think it'll be good for the environment. You can see this stuff coming, and you can see that the Democrats have spent so much money to try to mitigate the damage in November that they've made the entire country vulnerable to other threats. I mean, take our take the last caller, Mark. What are they going to do for senior citizens? You can't give subsidies to seniors because if you do, it's going to drive up inflation now because inflation is so high already. 
If you spend more money, you're going to create more inflation. That will cause the Federal Reserve to raise rates even higher. It will be a sad, sick cycle that will increase prices and interest rates on everyone. It will actually contribute to inflation that then causes a deflationary event when the whole thing blows up. In the process, China and Russia, Iran, various terror groups, they're looking on us. China and Russia are looking at Biden wiping out their strategic petroleum reserve to mitigate the Democrats' position in November. They've made us vulnerable at a national security level to staunch the bleeding of their domestic political crisis internally in their party. And that is something that all of us should be concerned about because at the end of the day, they can say as much as they want that they had to release the Strategic Petroleum Reserve. But keep in mind, it's sour crude, not sweet crude. When you refine sour crude, you can't refine sweet crude. Sour crude and sweet crude do not play well at the refinery. There are more products within the sour crude that have to be refined out, including a higher sulfur content. So you have to shut down everything else. You have to reduce the capacity of other oil in order to refine the sour crude. So they've boosted the export of sour crude from the Strategic Petroleum Reserve while winding down the supply and production of sweet crude. When the sour crude goes back in and they start buying it up to fill the Strategic Petroleum Reserve, by the way, that's more money being spent to rebuy the oil, but also you've reduced the available supply of the sweet crude at a time OPEC is reducing their own prices. This doesn't end well. For any of us, the only thing the Democrats hope is that we don't feel the effects of this until after the November election and people don't turn on them. But I got to tell you, people start making up their minds about this time of year. People start making up their minds when it goes to voting. And the headlines in every newspaper in America today, except the Los Angeles Times, the Los Angeles Times is headlining inflation is down. But everyone else is headlining inflation is still high and higher than estimates, and the markets have tanked. The Dow is almost down 900 points as I'm talking. Events change things. This inflation news is an event that changes things. But the Strategic Petroleum Reserve and all these other issues that are out there, those are events changing things as well. And my fear is that the Democrats so internalized that Republicans were the greatest threat to the Republic. They've made us vulnerable to real threats to the Republic by trying to stop that threat. They've wiped out the Strategic Petroleum Reserve. They've spent so much domestically, they've caused inflation. They're doing everything they can to stop Trump and the GOP, undermining core institutions in our Republic to do so, including the FBI and Department of Justice, including the CDC and other outlets that that propagandized and, and politicized COVID to try to help Biden. They've undermined our trusted institutions. They've undermined our economy, all to stop a group of people who ironically they're throwing money at to make sure they get the Republican nominations around the country because they think if they can wipe them out of the ballot box, they can be rid of them forever. The problem, however, is that as the events change and become more negative in the economic sense and people start focusing on the economy and inflation even more, it improves those candidates' chances of getting elected. And so the very thing the Biden team and the Democrats thought they were stopping 
they've actually emboldened by wrecking the economy to try to stop them because they never recognized it as wrecking the economy. Like so many Democrats do in local areas around the country, they're just used to throwing money around to buy votes. And they may have bought some votes, but then they drove up the cost of goods and services for everything else, decreased your wages. Now voters are furious and an election is coming. One of the team, uh, groups out there that's going to help is Patriot Mobile. I'm shaking this up a little bit uh, from the order in which it was supposed to be delivered because there's an article out again today related to all of this stuff that Patriot Mobile is engaging in elections right now. They've sensed the weakness of the Democratic Party platform. And as a result of this, they've not only been going into school board races, but they've also now, they're starting to play at the federal level. They're funding campaigns around the country. And the way they do it is they take profits that they generate from you taking your business to them and they give them to political groups that are really good and competent at spending in races. They give them to local school board races. They give them to political groups outside that advocate causes like the Second Amendment and the pro-life cause. All of this stuff is coming to a head. And if you want to be a part of the movement, all you have to do is take your cell phone business to Patriot Mobile. What you do is go to patriotmobile.com slash Eric, patriotmobile.com slash Eric, E-R-I-C-K. You move your cell phone company business over there. All, you can actually take your your phone number to Patriot Mobile or get a brand new one. If you have an unlocked phone, you can take it as well. It's patriotmobile.com slash Eric, or you can call them 972-PATRIOT. They will take a portion of your profits and they will spend it on the causes you care about it. If you want their track record, 11 out of 11. They fought in 11 school board races purging wokes. They elected 11 conservatives, 11 out of 11. They know how to spend the money in politics to help our side. All they need you to do is take your business to them. PatriotMobile.com slash Eric. Hello there. It is Eric Erickson here. Let's jump back to the phones. Chip, you're going to be the next caller on the program. How are you, Chip? I'm doing fine. How are you today, sir? Great. What's going on? Good. Uh, you know, you, I was listening to everything you just talked about with the uh, fuel reserve and stuff like that. And then there's just one thing that you know, keeps jumping out. I keep seeing all this stuff about the uh, the number of people that can keep coming across the border. Mm-hmm. At least back during the Trojan War, they used, they built a horse and sent a horse in there with a bunch of people. Yeah, look, yeah. Uh, you, you know we, the number of Russians and others we've caught at the border coming across kind of kind of makes your hair stand up on your neck. Oh, yeah. And, you know, the thing that gets me the most is, you know, nobody is really understanding that and thinking basically what can happen. They want to take and, you know, disarm all the Americans and they're letting all these foreign nationals in. Who says that they're not getting guns someplace else? Then what's going to happen? Right. Yep. Look, I, I'm I'm deeply concerned about the insecurity of the border. I've actually got that as as, as something uh, later in the show because Kamala Harris says it's completely secure. And the data out there, Chip says it's not. Uh, do you all understand that they have started uh, finding Russians, Ukrainians, and people from the Middle East at the border? Just a couple of years ago, they detained six people who had come in from an undisclosed Middle Eastern country through Mexico. That was in the news. The Department of Justice sent out a press release on it. This is This is not smart. This is not good stuff. This should be deeply troubling for all of us. And yet here we are. Uh, I got real, real concerns about the way this is shaping up in the country. Uh, And on top of it, uh, the Democrats are singularly fixated on Republicans as the problem. And I think 
that's going to, well, it's going to blow up in their face, but also it's going to hurt the rest of us as well. You know, the polling trends right now have the Democrats slightly ahead of the GOP by like five-tenths of a point on the generic ballot. I suspect in light of this, when we get into October, the inflation numbers come, the interest rates rise, we're going to see a shift back to the GOP. The trend lines right now have kind of plateaued for the Democrats, and all of this news is starting to come in bad. It's a real problem, y'all. It, it is actually a real problem for the Democrats. But the problem is that while it's a problem for the Democrats, it's actually a worse problem for all of us because we've got to deal with the economy. When we come back, David Nicholas is going to join me from Nicholas Wealth Management. He's a friend of mine. Uh, he's got a show on my flagship station, WSB, on the weekends. He's also a regular on Fox News and Fox Business talking about the economy. Want to get his perspective on what's happening right now and what the long-term future is. And also, what might you be able to do to mitigate some of the damage going on right now as the markets tank.